I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Podcast Network Asia. The feedback I get from from clients is that there have been companies that would, you know, it, it sounds too good to be true. Like you're getting your passport or you're getting your visa, and then you're investing into this amazing property. You're gonna get awesome returns, and they always get disappointed at one stage or every stage of the process, right? So I think again, like what sets us apart is that we. You know, we try to give our clients like zero surprises. Like they know exactly what they're getting into, and they make an informed choice. And good evening, good morning, good afternoon to wherever you're watching this podcast from here in the Philippines or from all over the world. And welcome to my podcast, the RJ Ledesma Podcast. In my podcast, I interview the country's pioneering business personalities and entrepreneurs to learn more about how they think about business or how they think about doing business, what are their success secrets, what are their best practices, can we emulate them, how have they innovated their businesses during the pandemic period, and of course, more, more importantly, what opportunities do they see emerging in our new new normal? Is there also a business personality or entrepreneur that you would like me to interview here on the podcast? Please let me know who they are. I would love to learn from them. Just drop me a message. We are also live right now on Kumu and on YouTube. Now, before everything else, just a word from our good friends in GoTime Bank. Have you, are you tired or are you experiencing some pain points with bank transfer fees and low interest rates? Then it's time to say hello to GoTime Bank. GoTime Bank offers interest rates 50 times higher than traditional banks and offers three, that's right, three free bank transfers to other banks per week. With GoTime Bank, you can make quick and easy transfers to other banks, plus enjoy higher interest rates of 3% per annum per year on your savings, no minimum amount, no deposit caps, and no need to complete tasks or missions. Plus, as a Gokongwei Bank, you can also trust GoTime to keep your money safe and secure. So right now, please download the GoTime Bank app today and experience the next level of banking, or you may also visit www.gotime, that's G-O-T-Y-M-E dot com dot P-H for details. Now, moving on to the topic of our podcast here uh, this afternoon, this evening, this morning. There has been a rise of the number of companies, offshore companies, offering what they call golden visas or, or more appropriately sometimes citizenship by investment or CBI. So we're being asked to make a lot of investments. We invest in stocks, in bonds, in a lot of offshore equities. But have we ever thought about investing in a citizenship for another country? And in particular, one of the countries which is pretty hot on the radar of many Filipino entrepreneurs and businessmen is Portugal. 
Why is Portugal a compelling investment right now for a golden visa or for a citizenship by investment? And why in particular should entrepreneurs consider looking at Portugal as a place to invest in for a golden visa or a citizenship, citizenship by investment? We will find out in this episode of the RJ Ladesma podcast. Today, I have with me a very good friend who is the head of business development of Art and Capital. She champions the vision of empowering individuals and families to become global citizens through a bespoke service experience of helping them with their citizenship by investment program. We have Ms. Luisa Lavnea Thomas all the way from Singapore. Luisa, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Hi, RJ. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks so much, Luisa. And of course, joining us here as well is also another good friend of mine. We have attorney Rocky Chan of EnterPH. EnterPH is the uh, is a company which helps offshore companies to invest or set up their businesses here in the Philippines. They've had a truly successful track record of bringing in a lot of uh, medium to high end uh, BPOs and other companies which want to set up representative offices here in the Philippines. EnterPH is the official partner of Art and Capital here in the Philippines. Rocky, I know you're feeling a bit under the weather right now. That's why you're keeping your camera off. But uh, please make sure. Uh, how are you doing right now? Hi, good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm still under the weather. Uh, it's 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 been a little challenging to speak, but uh, nevertheless, I'm happy to be here today and happy <laughs> to see Luisa again. It's been a while. Again, Rocky, thanks, for, thanks so much for soldiering through and joining us here today. And uh, just you know, just let everybody let everybody know. Just a disclaimer: I'm actually part uh, of EnterPH. I work with Rocky over there, and we helped found the company. Um, so let's get into the meat of the discussion here right now, uh, Luisa. Now, before we talk about investing in Portugal, tell us a bit more about what Art and Capital is. Uh, mm -hmm. I know it's out of Singapore, but I know that your main office is in Dubai. Tell us mm -hmm. a bit bit more about what's the pain point. Uh, that Art and Capital was trying to solve for people who needed, I guess, mobility. Is that right? That's right. That's right. You're absolutely right, RJ. So basically, Art and Capital is one of the founding companies for the whole industry of citizenships or residencies by investment. We've been in this business for the past 15 or 16 years now. Um, and all we do are basically we have two major roles uh, as the business. The first role is, of course, to, to connect governments to investors who are, who are looking for a residency or citizenship. And the next role is, of course, to provide an advisory role to governments themselves who want to formulate a residency program or a citizenship program, right? So we do two things here. And our main focus, actually, this is our only focus. We are, we are a very, um, specific, very tailored firm that all we do is help investors to acquire the residency or citizenship and we do the entire paperwork for them. So that's our core business. So we are not, uh, we, we don't do, you know, we are not a law firm. We are not a financial advisory firm. You know, we, are, we, we don't do so many things. Our focus is residency and citizenship by investment. Got it. So it's, a, it's sort of like you are the one-stop shop uh, if I am interested to secure citizenship in other countries, uh, we just go to we go to you. You take care of all the paperwork for us. 
Absolutely, absolutely. We do everything from A to Z that's required to attain the residency or citizenship. So everything when it comes to KYC, um, approved investments uh, according to the requirements, documentation, getting the approvals, and also after after citizenship services as well. And when it comes up on an ad hoc basis, we are able to assist as well. Um, and you were talking about there's a difference between, I guess, you were talk- I, I know that it might not seem so obvious, but you talked about uh, citizenship by investment and residence. Is that right? What's the difference between residency oh, and citizenship by investment? Okay. So when you talk about residency by investment and citizenship by investment, the main difference here is what are you getting at the first at the first stage immediately? For citizenship by investment programs, you're getting a passport immediately as a first step. For residency by investment programs, you're getting a residency of that country as a first step, not the citizenship yet. All right. So when you talk about a country, a country like Portugal with the Portugal Golden Visa program, what you're getting as the first step is a golden visa, which is a residency. As compared to maybe a CBI in the Caribbean, for example, over there you invest and you get the passport right away. So this is the major difference. I see, I see. And and when you when you look at the the uh, when you look at the programs that you're investing into, a residence by investment or a citizenship by investment, I just wanted to briefly ask. Um, many people listening to the show are actually entrepreneurs, you know, who have I guess businesses here in the Philippines, some of them might be doing businesses abroad a lot. Is there a particular uh, uh, program which you suggest that invest, uh, entrepreneurs should look at? Is it, should it be a citizenship by investment or a residence by investment? Okay, so ultimately it depends on the needs of the of the entrepreneur as well. What we do see um, as a common trend with entrepreneurs is that they are so busy, they have built such a big foundation in terms of their company, their business in Philippines. And they are not able to satisfy a high physical presence requirement, which means they are not able to relocate from Philippines to another country. So what we do see that they need is firstly travelability, which means access and mobility, because they do travel the world constantly and having to apply for visas, visa issues is not something that they can afford to have. So the first need that we satisfy for them is to have an immediate passport to help them for visa-free travel. And secondly, of course, they're also looking at in terms of future benefits, future opportunities, more than just access and mobility. So that's mm-hmm. why we are able to satisfy, you know, maybe that's a need for, for retirement or if they have children, for children's education, employment, business opportunities in the EU, for example. So that is the next step that we're able to satisfy for them. But regardless of this, for entrepreneurs, it's very important that they do not have to to live or relocate in order to maintain the residency or the citizenship because they're really busy in their home country running the business. So most of these programs, in fact, all of the programs that we that we have do not require them to relocate or live in that country for, for an extended period of time. Okay, uh, I see. So so it's it's uh it's a citizenship citizenship or residence by investment, but it doesn't require you to actually relocate for long periods of time which is very which is very key for many um entrepreneurs or business people uh attorney rocky in your own experience and we've you know we've worked a lot of years together with the people from art and capital and you've seen people come to enter ph telling you with regard to their um their own desire to secure uh this citizenship by investment what has been your experience with the the locals over here who, who, who are going for these type of citizenships 
Um, what what is their background, with their profile, and what's their, why why do you think they usually get these citizenships? Um, well, from what I've noticed, now it really comes from all uh, from all different kinds of needs. Now, um, obviously, the common the common denominator is many of them are very part of the well healed. Right, they're well to do. They want more options when it comes to mobility opportunities, uh, not just for themselves but for their families as well, right? And I think our experience really is we really have to handhold them. I think that's the good thing about you know, from even from the beginning, our partnership with Arton, right? We, you, you know, this also, RJ. One of the things that w- was kind of drilled into us is, you know, there's really no one, um, one plan fits all, right? It really depends on on what everybody's needs are, and I think what sets us apart from maybe others out there is that we really take the time to handhold them, right? We're patient when it comes to questions. We're not rushed. We're not. Uh, we don't. You know, we 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 really avoid the hard sell. And um, we avoid, you know, trying to pressure customers into a decision. And we really try, I think we, one of the things that we've endeavored to do over the past years is to find these solutions that make the most amount of sense uh, for our clients. And, um, and another thing is uh, we also try to be extremely transparent when it comes to things like the investment or the, right. the amount of time, the fees, and and all of that. And that I think goes a long way to um, you know to to make sure that when when we onboard a client that we're going to take care of them until the very end. May I add something at this point? Please, uh, please, Misa. Thanks, Rocky, for that. Uh, I just want to touch on your point about uh, hand-holding the clients and being patient and, and ultimately to give them something that they, uh, they truly need as compared to, you know, what we need as a company. Because a lot of times um, there are companies out there where they do offer the same services, but their portfolio is just maybe one program. And that's the only thing that they do. So in terms of advisory, for us, we have a suite of programs in our portfolio. We don't just focus on one. On, there's no best program out there. It really depends on what the client needs at that point of time, assessing their family situation. So we, do, we, we don't just do Portugal. We have other golden visas as well. So it really depends on, on what is more tailored for the client at that point of time. When it comes to advisory, it's very important, like, Rocky said transparency, that's ultimately the most important. And also really thinking in the best interest of the client. That's what mm-hmm. Arten, that's the motto that Arton works for. Thinking in the best interest of clients, right? So it's it's impo- it's very difficult to think in the best interest of a client if we only have one product that we are able to offer or two products that we are able to offer. But because we have 10 products in our portfolio, it re- we are really able to analyze each case, case by case, and then fit the family into re- the, the best program that's suited for them. Well, that's really fantastic. I know that actually you've got 10 different uh, programs. I know we're, we're not going to be discussing here right now the other programs, but just for the benefit of those who are curious, you, you pique their interest anyway. What are the other countries aside from Portugal being offered uh, by Arthur? 
In terms of golden visa, that would be Greece. We do offer Greece as well. And we do offer Malta as well. Um, when we talk about citizenship programs, we have the Caribbean countries. We have five in there. So usually we connect the five, uh, each program, depending on, on the demographics and, and the cost and things like that. Um, apart from the citizenship programs in the Caribbean, we also have the Turkey citizenship that we do as well. And we also do the US EB5 program. So we do have quite a bit that we offer. Fantastic. Now, the, in, the more interesting thing over here is how exactly uh, did Arton start off in doing citizenship by investment? Because this is a very uh, interesting industry. Not everybody is yeah. really looking into it. And mm -hmm. I know I've, I've actually met Armand Arton, the founder of Arton Capital, when he was here a couple of years ago to launch the program here in the Philippines. And he's an interesting backstory. Can you please share with us, Louisa, what is the impetus for him to actually uh, create uh, a citizenship by investment uh, company. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Arman Artin is our founding is our founder. He's the only one you know who's who's responsible for for developing this this company as as it is today. Um, his story was very interesting because he's an Armenian. Um, and when he was really young, you know, during the whole uh, the war in in Berlin and and, and and during that time, he experienced as a child being stateless, being unable to 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 really find a home for himself, you know. Um, so he, he was having a lot of troubles in terms of 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 immigration with his family as well. And finally, he managed to to grow up in Canada. So with his experience of uh, when he was really young with regards to migrant issues, that's where he 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 was really curious and and he decided to start a firm that helps people to solve their migration issues. Um, and one of the gaps in this industry is that there are countries out there who do need the foreign direct investments to help with their economy. And at the same time, they are countries with really strong passports. And a lot of times people are not aware of this because people do want a passport or residency in all these developed countries, maybe Germany or Dubai or Singapore. But in order to get the citizenship there or residency, it's really difficult. It's very difficult because you need to spend a lot of time there or it may not even be possible to get a passport of these countries. So the industry works such that it helps countries that are developing with a strong passport or, 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 or a residency for that matter. And then we bring on investors to invest in these countries, helping them. And at the same time, these countries are providing the passport for these investors to help them as well in terms of their movement and mobility issues. So that is why this entire, um, this is how the industry works. And we've been here for the past 15 years doing this. We started off um, very humbly in Canada, where the Quebec uh, Investor Program was our flagship product. Um, it ended a few years ago, but ever since then, we have helped governments formulate citizenship programs, like in Montenegro, for example. And then we've added a lot of um, licenses. We have government licenses as well, so that we are actually published in the citizenship unit websites as authorized agents. So we've come a long way now. Um, and particularly during COVID, that's mm -hmm. when the whole industry had an exponential growth. Because wow. after, okay. after COVID, people started um, recognizing the fact that you do need a plan B. A passport used to be a luxury product in the past. 
But now it has become an essential product because it becomes a like a backup plan, an insurance policy, uh, for example. So after COVID, um, uh, a lot of a lot of demand for us, our business grew exponentially um, because people realized that they do need a, a backup plan just in case. So were people actually applying in the midst of COVID? Because, uh, like for example, there's some countries where the healthcare wasn't quite where that person wanted it, and if they were, I guess, uh, they had the financial capability, they would apply during the, the amidst the pandemic. Of course, of course, during the pandemic, people were continually applying because, firstly, um, the citizenship units uh, and SEF in Portugal they did not shut down. Uh, in mm-hmm. fact, they, they started becoming more flexible in terms of uh, acquiring online submissions and things like that. So efficiency-wise, it was still very much there despite COVID times. But however, uh, yes, the medical medical care was, was an issue in countries out there. Um, so people were not seeking these programs to attain medical care, but they were seeking these programs so that they can get out and still travel despite a pandemic. Because if let's say you're a Filipino right now during a pandemic, you're stuck in, in Philippines. But at the same time, if you were an EU citizen at that time, you will be considered an essential traveler and you would have been able to leave Philippines and enter the EU uh, because you're a citizen there. So, so that is why people people understood this, and they were trying to protect themselves just in case another pandemic comes up. Got that, uh, Luisa. I hope you don't mind. If, I hope it doesn't sound like it's a condescending question, but you know, because you people you are out of uh, artists out of out of Singapore, how can people, I guess, vet that you know it's a credible <laughs> program? Because you never know. There are many. I, I I personally received in my inbox, you know, different citizenship programs coming in, and it's difficult for you to vet which one yeah. is. Is, is right. How do you? How can you tell which is a a, a a program that's for you know that is genuine for real or they're just sub licensing or is it a program that is uh, that's yes. properly better? Are there any red flags to understand yes. what what uh, mm-hmm. what program is uh, mm-hmm. good and what program is uh, not so good? Okay, so usually if it's a citizenship program um, in the citizenship by or in citizenship units website. You can go in there and look at the authorized agents of of the country, right? Only authorized agents uh, are able to market the programs. And apart from being an authorized agent, you also have to look out for the local agent because the local agent is the one who has the relevant licenses to accept applications and submit it to the citizenship unit. So it's very important that a company has both of these in place. That's when... Um, you know, it, it assures clients that they are dealing with a credible company. Um, we do have both. We are marketing agents and also uh, local agents as well in the Caribbean. So this can be really verified from the respective country's citizenship by unit website. So so that's one thing to to look out for. In terms of, of countries like for the golden visa, like, you know, Greece or Portugal or Malta, they don't, they work a little bit differently they don't have a website with like authorized agents or anything like that. So it really depends on who you're working with, how big the company is, how many products that they've worked with in the past or they're doing so now. Because the track record is very important to understand who you're working with. That goes, That is the one that's going to make you feel assured that you are, you are sending your important documents to the right company. 
right? So, so that is something that uh, I feel it's very important to take note how big the firm is and how long they have been doing this uh, historically. That's right. And I, I'm happy to say that we are the, the uh, well, EnterPH is the official representative here uh, in the Philippines. And if you don't mind, Rocky, uh, briefly just to share what has been the experience working together uh, with the art and capital folks, particularly in helping process uh, Philippine clients for their service. Well, um, definitely, you know, uh, the feedback that I get is, you know, Arton uh, and, and Luisa in particular, they're, they're extremely responsive when it comes to, uh, you know, the questions, the, the needs of the client. And um, I think the biggest, like I said earlier, the, the biggest benefit to how we do, how we do business is we, we really take pains to handhold our clients. So, uh, so far, so good. I mean, we're, we're, we've, uh, and I, I guess to, to Lisa's point earlier, no, um, I think we've been referring more clients to Arton now than we probably ever did uh, at the beginning. So I guess that really is a sign of a trend. Um, I, I see that actually increasing all the same time. I mean, lockstep with the number of clients uh, increasing and the number of companies uh, coming over to the Philippines to offer actually uh, in person uh, and giving a lot of talks here as well. If you don't mind, you know, I often tell people when I give my entrepreneurship talks, what usually is the, uh, what's the competitive advantage or I guess the unfair advantage or the secret sauce to say of working together uh, with art and capital versus working uh, with other uh, with other agencies which might offer a similar service to Visa. I hope you don't mind me asking you that question. Um, is For me, is that question for me? Yes, yes, Luisa, yes. Okay, okay. So, um, well, basically the difference here is that, uh, you know, as, as a company, we we do understand there are many players in the market now. In fact, I personally feel happy that there are many people now marketing these programs that really shows investors out there that this is a serious concept this is a serious product mm -hmm. here you know it's not like in the past where you know people were not really aware about this industry um you know passport or, or residency may just be a, a luxury product for the high net worth individuals it's not like that anymore and that is exactly why there are a lot of firms right now who are promoting the residency or citizenship uh, uh product what makes us different in, in, in uh, Art and Capital is that, like I said, we have a very high track record of, of, of doing this program. And secondly, we always have an initial due diligence procedure, which we do not charge clients at all, to make sure that clients are even eligible before they pay and start the documentation, which is very important because, you know, Clients, sometimes they, they start to apply, they pay the fees, they start to apply. And then at the end of the day, they are rejected because their background check is not qualified. So we eliminate the risk and we do the background check initially before they apply so that they are ensured that their whole family is indeed eligible for the respective program. And then we will start the paperwork for them. 
So that is something that we do as well. Um, of course, as a big company, we don't just stop there once a client gets citizenship or residency. We build a relationship, we maintain the relationship with all our clients because ultimately at the end of the day, our clients are also running businesses. You know, they, they, are, they, have, their, they have their own, own uh, work that they would like uh, assistance as well. So, you know, as a company, we have the Global Citizen Forum as well that we, we curate every year. The Global mm-hmm. Citizen Forum is a huge event that we organize every year, mainly to bring on the respective prime ministers, head of states of the different programs that we offer, and also invite our distinguished clients to the event as well, so that both of them can connect and and you know explore areas in terms of businesses, in terms of their own citizenships and residency they've, they've attained as well. So there's a lot of things that we do for our clients, uh, and that I believe puts us on the edge. Great, great to hear that. And having said that, for those who want to be able to check on Art and Capital, you can actually, <clears throat> you can actually go online. Aryan, let's flash right now the Art and Capital website. It's www.artandcapital.com. That's A-R-T-O-N, capital.com. And also on that same website, you can see the different programs being offered for the different countries of art. And in particular, you can look for Portugal. Let's flash that one over there. So it's a, you just go to Global Citizen Programs under Portugal on the Art and Capital website. And if you're Filipino... Or if you're a Filipino but based abroad, no, no problem. If you're interested to secure a uh, citizenship by investment or that golden visa, you can get in touch with EnterPH. Uh, the uh, email to use is info at enterph.com. Again, it's info at enterph.com. So let's move on now, uh, Luisa, and talk particularly about the uh, the Portugal program. Now, mm-hmm. now. Uh, why in particular is Portugal the country that most people are, are looking right now for mm-hmm. that golden visa or citizenship by investment program? What is it particularly first about the program, I guess? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Portugal, firstly, is an EU country. All right. That's a major factor that we all need to be aware of. Um, secondly, why Portugal, right? Okay. What is Portugal offering? for that matter. Portugal is offering a golden visa. What is a golden visa? A golden visa is is a residency card that you have that allows you to travel freely within the Schengen zone. All right. So it could be a golden visa. Uh, In some countries, the golden visa is a temporary residence permit. In other countries, a golden visa can be a permanent residence. So they could term it in different ways. But ultimately, a golden visa allows you to travel freely within the Schengen zone and it's a basically a replacement of a Schengen visa already. Okay. Right? So just, just, what, just to be clear with people, um, what 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 comprise the Schengen? So at least at least the major countries. So for, for those who might not be too aware. Okay, so these are the Schengen countries, right? So Switzerland is one of it. Um, France, Austria, Germany, Greece, Hungary, um, Estonia, Italy. So these are the the the, the countries mm-hmm. that are part of Schengen. There are twenty seven countries altogether. So you you're able to secure. Uh, and you were saying that with Portugal, you were able to already secure uh, a piece of the start a residence, residence visa. Is that right? When you start Resident, working with residence visa, residence visa in Portugal, which allows you to travel freely within the twenty-seven Schengen countries. So, if for example you go to Portugal and you want to travel to Switzerland or Germany or France, you don't need to. It's it's borderless travel within Schengen. So you just have to show your your residency card of Portugal, and you will be able to. To travel freely. Okay. And yeah. then, you know, what's been very popular here in the Philippines, because we were a former Spanish colony, is also uh, the Spanish Golden Visa. 
Um, yes. So um, just to understand, what would be the difference, I guess, between a Spanish getting a Spanish golden visa and maybe getting a Portugal golden visa? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the difference here is that, okay, so different golden visa programs have different structures. In Spain, for example, um, the golden visa allows you to live in Spain, also travel within Schengen. And for everyone else in the, in the world, it get, takes 10 years to get the passport. But there is a special uh, structure for Filipinos where it only takes two years to get the citizenship of Spain. However, there is a little bit of, uh, of, of concern in that area because some the, the Spanish golden visa requires you to stay in the country for at least 50% of the year. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Per year, for the two years in order to qualify for the citizenship, you see. So that works for some group of clients who are able to relocate, that works for them. But another group of clients who are not able to relocate and satisfy such a huge physical presence requirement, then Portugal would be a better option for them. Because in Portugal, in order to qualify for the citizenship, you only need to visit the country for one week every year. One week every year? Only one week every year, but it's for five years, right? So people find it easier to, to to travel there for a week every year for five years and then get the citizenship after that. Yeah. It's sort of like you take a vacation in it's Portugal a vacation. one week. Yes, yes. Uh, and is there, like in Spain, I know that there's a, a uh, there's a language test requirement to be able to also qualify as a citizen. Mm-hmm. Is, mm-hmm. It, is it the same also in, in Portugal? Same. Same for Portugal as well. The language test is required to qualify. That only happens on the fifth year when you're about to to apply for the uh, citizenship of Portugal. Is it a, I guess the question is, is it a difficult test? <laughs> I mean, because we're not native Portuguese speakers. Is there, yes, does yeah. Arthur help you out? Or is it, is it, a, is it like <laughs> if you fail this one, you can't become a citizen? Well, uh, I wish we had tuition lessons for Portuguese and Spanish, but unfortunately, we don't provide any tuition <laughs> tuition services. But it's a very easy, very basic A2 level uh, Portuguese test. If you were to Google what's an A2 level basic Portuguese test, you should be able to see that it's very conversational, very basic words that are testing you. And ultimately, if you have a golden visa in Portugal and you're visiting on a vacation for every year, by the time you hit the fifth year, you should be able to already recognize some of the basic words that are used in that country. So not to worry too much about the test. Okay. Um, yeah, um, and speaking of, speak, sorry, sorry to interrupt. And speaking of the the one week every year, my understanding, um, Louisa, is that you can actually combine mm-hmm. That's years, right? That's right. right. 
So, so how yeah. that works is that after, during COVID, um, they became a bit more flexible because people were not able to travel to satisfy the one week per year requirement. So what they came up with is that if you're not able to, to go for the first year for one week, you can definitely combine it to two weeks on the second year. But did they make some considerations as a result of COVID for many of these people who could not fly during this time? Yep, yep. So, of course, if you're still not able to satisfy the two weeks, then they had a bit of extension for you. Uh, you know, it's not, it's, it's basically whenever you're able to fly, that's when the Portugal visa will be renewed. The card can be renewed. So, if you're not able to fly, then it's just a matter of the card being a little bit delayed in terms of renewal. But they will not terminate your residency just because you're not able to, to, to fly. And during that whole process, if ever something happens like that, what do we speak? Does the client speak with Arton to say, I can't make it, I need some help over here? Of course, we are here for problems like that. So if you have any issues in terms of travel availability or or stays or anything like that, to, anything with regards to your residency for that matter, we are always here and we will be helping you out. Got that. Um, can we go now into the actual process of applying for that? For that golden visa or for that citizenship by investment, what does the process a Filipino citizen has to go through to, to be able mm -hmm. to apply for that through Arton? Mm -hmm. Okay, so the initial very first step for everybody is an initial due diligence that we do to make sure that you're eligible for the program. So this would take about three to four working days. Once this due diligence is cleared, that's when we can kickstart the paperwork. So what is the very first step in terms of paperwork is opening of a bank account in Portugal. So it's, it's a requirement that you need to have a local Portugal bank account in order to make the investment for the residency. So we will help you with all the paperwork with regards to this. A lot of times clients ask us, how are you able to open a bank account? Do I have to fly there? Um, do I have to be there physically? The answer is no, you don't have to be there physically because we are able to do this entire opening remotely with the lawyers, with the POA. So that is something that you clients should, should take note of. Um, and of course, after, after the bank account has been successfully opened, that's where you know you'll be required to purchase a real estate which is approved for the golden visa. So that's another point that I want to highlight as well because right now to get the golden visa the real estate has to be an approved one. It can't be a real estate just anywhere in the open market because there are a lot of rules in place right now that Portugal has put in place. So this comes down to also my point of, of choosing the right company because we make sure that all our real estate are already pre-qualified and approved for the program. There is a risk out there if, if companies are offering real estate that's not qualified. So that is something that to take note of. So after opening a bank account, that's where you invest in the approved projects. And it's not just one or two. We have a lot in our portfolio for that as well. Um, and then when you have invested, you get the title lead and then we submit your file for the application. And upon submission, then we wait for the approval to come. And together with the approval, you will also have a biometrics appointment to fly. So you've already gotten your golden visa. Now you will have to go for the biometrics in Portugal. So we have a office and local office in Portugal as well. Our job there is to coordinate itineraries for clients who are coming to Portugal and also liaising with SEF, the Immigration and Border Service, with regards to all their applications as well. So we are really, we really make sure that your entire 
application process A to Z is well taken care of. So, um, so yeah, the final step is the biometrics appointment in Portugal. Once that is done, you come back and the residence cards will be couriered to us. Now, just to clarify, Louisa, um, I, I, I was listening to the process. You have to make the investment in the property first before you can apply for the golden visa? Absolutely. Absolutely right. You have to purchase the property first because you need the title deed to show SEF that you are already an investor into their approved project. Hence, that's why they will be giving you the golden visa. But, but there's a possibility, I mean, in, in, in playing the devil's advocate, there's a possibility that your visa might not be approved. So what happens if you made an investment, but then your visa isn't approved? Very good question there. So there is, of course, um, you know, this is not something that I would say it's 100% guarantee as well. So there's always a risk of, you know, for some reason, some applications might be rejected. But what happens to your to your property, which you have already purchased? That's when we have different types of properties with different structures and various exit clauses as well. So that's already in place for clients who are concerned that they have already purchased something and then having their visa rejected at a later stage. So we already have in, in the investor agreement certain exit clauses that are in place where we can show the clients to see which one they are more comfortable with. Okay, um, just in case... Well, we can talk about later on what are the things. I mean, you. But the thing is, you do the vetting process to make sure that most probably the client will be approved. Is exactly. that correct? Exactly. And just to just to 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 say something here, in Arten, we have been doing Portugal program for the past seven years now, and uh, we have not had a single rejection. Our track record is 100% approvals because of the fact that we do the KYC even before application and we make sure our team, our team is very well versed in terms of the paperwork as well, which is very important. Hence, we have not had a single rejection for Portugal. Is there something that, I mean, at this point, what should people watch out for when they make the application? I mean, what should they know, I guess, in the process of KYC, meaning know your client? What are the paperwork that they usually look for so that... Uh, you know, okay, KYC is basically not a very extensive list of paperwork. Of course, we have a form for them to fill up, uh, which we can readily uh, give it to them. Uh, we need your passport copies as well. We need a bio data. Um, so things like that are some of the forms that are required for KYC um, just to check their eligibility. Um, of course, this is very different from the actual application because the actual application does entail a lot more documentation that we will need. Um, and it could, it can be quite, uh, quite taxing for some clients, quite stressful for some clients. Uh, I'm not going to deny that. Um, that's exactly why we are here to, to handhold them and make sure their entire process is hassle free for them. I got that. Now, I want to go now into the type of investment that you make. So it's not a passive investment. Rather, you're actually purchasing real estate. But is, will this real estate be a title under? Because in the Philippines, we're used to having a title. Uh, the proof of ownership is either a transfer certificate of title. It's a, ti a title to the property or a condominium certificate of title. If you own a condominium unit, you have a certificate which you hold. Um, so the, uh, this, this, these, these titles would actually be in the name of the person? Of course, of course. The title will be in the name of the person, whether they buy an apartment, a residential apartment, or they buy a commercial uh, shares of a commercial building. Title will always be in the name of the applicant. Okay. And yeah. what exactly is the, I guess, the minimum investment in real estate that they have to make? And what exactly are these properties that they are um, investing into? Like you said, these are properties only recommended 
by, and approved by the Portuguese government. So what are these properties so that people are, mm-hmm. they are sure that, you know, it's, it's a credible property and it's a good property? Yeah. So there are two types of properties, two category of properties that are approved by the government. One is a commercial property. Another one is a residential property. When you talk about a commercial property, you're, you're, you're investing in a new commercial project. It could be an office building, office retail building. It could be a new hotel that's coming up as well. Ultimately, you're an investor of that project, right? So you're, you have shares. You're owning shares of that project. The residential um, category, of course, you're you're purchasing your own house. So you could be purchasing a villa or you could be purchasing an apartment per se. So you own the entire uh, entire place that you can use to stay in or you can rent it out and things like that. So both ways for commercial in terms of location as to where you can invest in, there are no restrictions. You can invest in any commercial project that is uh, in terms of location wise. But for residential, there are specific rules that are in place right now where you can buy. Um, the government has put uh, restrictions on the major cities that of Algarve, Lisbon and Porto. So they have said that you can pretty much you know, buy in the outskirts of Portugal and things like that. But however, we do also, uh, we, we, what, what I would like to add is that these two properties work differently for different groups of clients. If you would like something that's more hands-on, you want to have the possibility of living there, um, tenanting it out, um, earning a, a bit higher returns, then the residential will be suitable for them. There are some group of clients who prefer a more hands-off approach because their priority is investing in something that's going to give them the golden visa. They have no time to manage a property. They have no plans of, of, you know, living in their own property. They prefer to travel to Portugal and be able to explore many areas in Portugal as compared to just one place. So for them, they prefer the commercial because there is no maintenance involved. There is no management involved of the property. You are purchasing shares earning returns out of the performance of the project. And then at the end of the day, you can sell it off and get your, your citizenship. And I guess you, in a, in a, I guess in another meeting with, with a, in a follow-up meeting together with Artem, you'll be able to review each of the properties that are available. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So whenever there's an interest, if anyone is interested to take a look uh, or have a conversation with us, we'll be more than happy to, to give you the projects that we have to, of course, hear you out as well to see what exactly are you looking for to then match it according to the to the appropriate project that we have, which are all government approved. Great. Uh, just to let people know again, where uh, the, the website or the rather the email to use if you want to get in touch with Art Capital, you can look at the website artcapital.com or also check out, you can email us to ask to set an appointment uh, with Art Capital through info at enter.ph. Again, it's info at enter.ph. Now, Luisa, I, I, this is interesting. So, the, the way that you look at the property is this way. It depends on your objective, right? So hands off, um, I just want to go to Portugal. I'm not really looking at the dividends from the project. I'm not looking at earning any more money. I, it's just like, this is just, uh, this sort of like my, uh, it's an invest, investment, it's also like a sort of like an investment in citizenship, but you're not really looking at, looking at it as an investment per se that earns money. It's just a, a project that's there is that right that, that's how you look at the commercial property well, well yes but i'm at the same time although it's a more hands-off approach it doesn't mean that it's not earning money for you yes it is still earning money for you because there are returns that are packed 
to the commercial uh, projects as well. But because of the fact that, you know, there you it's not your own house where you don't have to, you know, maintain things. You don't need to find a tenant. You know, you don't, you don't need to worry about wear and tear and things like that. So that is why it becomes a little bit more hands-off for clients where they, the main purpose of this is to invest uh, get their returns, get the money back at the end of the day because they have a buyback guarantee and then they get the passport as well. So that's why it's a little bit more easier for the, for the commercial space. Yeah. Just to clarify again, uh, to Arya, please flash again the info at enterph.com. That's the actual, right? uh, forgive my mistake, but it's info at enterph.com um, is the correct email address for people who are interested, info at enterph.com. Mm-hmm. Um, over here, Luisa, now how about for the home? Um, are you buying a condominium unit? Are you buying an individual single detached home? And can people actually, how, how about the maintenance of that home? Who's going to, mm-hmm. or, or yeah. do, you, do you have a, some maintenance person or a company manage the homes while you're gone? What yes. How, how does that work? So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. If if a residential property is something that the client is looking at, we have different types of residential properties. We have apartments, um, two bedroom studios. Uh, we have villas as well, service residences. So we have a different type, different options. Of course, in terms of performance wise, they do pay different types of returns annually, um, projected wise as well. Um, and also location really depends on what, what is the location the clients prefer. Um, it really depends on, on what they need actually. But uh, ultimately, at, at the end of the day, if they're looking for something that's residential, they want to have the possibility of staying there and they want to you know, tenant it out as well and gain some rental, we have a rent management company in place for every project. So every residential uh, project that we offer comes with a management company in place if they need them to manage it for them. Thanks for answering that for us. Uh, Attorney Rocky, maybe you've got some concerns as well. What have your clients been asking also about this uh, citizenship by investment program? Um, so going into the actual investment, no, uh, I think one of the things that we wanted to also do in terms of full transparency is to really tell people that uh, the investment especially when it comes to shares in commercial properties uh, as opposed to having your own home. Your your point is really, the, the end goal is for you to get the capital. So uh, unlike in other programs, um, I think the returns may not be as uh, large as some of the other programs. But that said, you know, you're not, it's not like, you're you're mm. you're losing money, and I think we've been very clear. We've been That's very right. clear about right. that, right? Um, because like a lot of uh, there are there have been through the feedback I get from from clients is that there have been companies that would you know it it sounds too good to be true. Like you're getting your passport or you're getting your visa. And then you're investing into this amazing property. You're going to get awesome returns. And they always get disappointed at one stage or every stage of the process. Right. So I think, again, what sets us apart is that we, you know, we try to give our clients like mm-hmm. zero surprises. 
like they know exactly what they're getting into and they make an informed choice absolutely rocky so um i i totally agree with you because one of the one of the things that i always like to highlight to clients is that we are a residency citizenship by investment company we are not an investment company right mm-hmm. so our focus is the residency and citizenship so naturally um we uh, you know to be honest the, the kind of investment returns that we're talking about in this industry are not the best there are there are better out there for sure um but then they are not they are not something that's going to make you you know lose all your investments as well it's not something that's a it's a, a high risk instrument or or you know it's it's a conservative instrument basically because the main focus here is to get the residency or citizenship so um that is something that we will always convey uh to clients to to manage the expectations as well uh so it's important for it's important for clients to to know this you know what is your main goal is it to earn money out of the investment or is it to get this golden visa or citizenship that should be understood from day one i guess that's, that's a very important point to make because you know when we use the word investment you know it has many different connotations so yeah. uh this is not a financial investment but it's i mean don't think of it as a financial investment but rather it's something to secure citizenship Mm-hmm. absolutely and at the same time of course no government wants investors to lose money as well so the different projects have different structures in place different buyback guarantees guaranteed returns in place may not be excellent returns but they're guaranteed so things like that are in place to to safeguard your investment and and to make it as conservative as possible got that now uh for, for data privacy purposes we really can't reveal uh the philippine clients that you've had and i know that you've, you've processed several already but can you just share with us uh, their experience what have been the common denominators of the reason they've been wanting to get citizenship and uh, as they went through the process of getting that citizenship um what did they have to look out for or what did they have to do uh, what was their objective in getting the citizenship also well for for clients in the philippines who have applied with me for portugal the very common uh, common interest for them is the fact that it's an eu country and it's the easiest way it's the easiest gateway into the eu uh, that's very important because they all have families they are they are all busy business entrepreneurs with families as well okay. so not just are they looking for the most uh, easiest way to get access into the eu they're also looking out for their children's future as well so you know if you have if you have children um and you're talking about their university education in in future as a eu citizen they're entitled to to study in any eu eu countries in the universities there not just in portugal and that and that also at a local as a local your your financial commitment to the university is significantly reduced So that is one of the major reasons that people are applying for the Portugal program for their kids um also for to expand their businesses in the EU that's another reason as a EU citizen you can readily expand your business from Philippines into any of the EU countries as well and there's a lot of benefits in that in that area too so that's another reason that my clients apply for the Portugal program I see um again I I know I don't I don't I'm not sure if we covered this but then what's the minimum investment that they have to make and what's the probably the maximum investment they have to make in a, in the Portugal citizenship by investment program? Mhm. The minimum investment is 280,000 euros. And, and in what areas are can you, if you can describe more or less the the range so we know like 
at 280,000, is that a commercial or is that a residential property? It doesn't matter. We have both commercial and residential at the minimum of 280,000. It could go up to 300, 350, even 500. Most of the time, if it's, uh, if it's, uh, within, if it's below 500,000, it will be a brand new project. If you, if clients prefer something that's ready, already built, uh, operational, um, then of course the price point starts at 500,000 and above. Mm-hmm. There is no maximum in this case, but of course it has to be approved again by the government. Um, and, uh, the fact that it already product projects have already um, undergone capital appreciation. That's why they start at 500 and above. Otherwise, it's below 500. And when when the client has to invest, is it a one-time investment or for that 500,000 or is it, an, uh, is it an installment? Yeah, it is a one-time. So what they're looking for is that when the bank account is opened, um, you will have to transfer the entire funds of the, of the uh, project into your local bank account in Portugal. It cannot, uh, it could come in by installments, but we only are able to do the purchase once the entire amount is in there. Okay. And how about in terms of, I understand that that's the fee that you paid to Portugal, but of course there is the processing and the convenience fee that is also uh, for Arton. Um, What are those fees like for, for transparency and for better understanding? So in, in this entire application process, apart from the investment of the property, there are, there are two types of fees. The first step is the government-related fees. So that's the government fees, processing fees, and things like that. The second type of fees would be the Arten fees, which includes legal fees too. So our fees are in the range of 15,000 to 20,000 euros. And this is for the whole family. Um, so it, it really depends on the family size as well. Um, but yeah, it's in the range of fifteen to 20,000 euros. Got that. Um, you talked about family, by the way. So I think, I think that's one of the other points we need, we need to just explain to people. When you apply for a Portugal Golden Visa, who exactly is applying or who should apply? And how mm-hmm. many people can ride on to that uh, uh, citizenship investment visa that you're securing? So can it be... If it's yeah. me, can, can my parents be included and can my children be included? Absolutely. So my, wife, very, my wife, of yeah. <laughs> that's a very good question. And that, that is one of the, the beauty about the Portugal program, right? So the Portugal program is very focused on family reunification. So when you talk about a family, this is one of the few programs that actually allow your in-laws to also apply. So basically the main applicant can include their spouse, can include their dependent children, they can also include their dependent parents and they can also include their spouse's parents which, wow. who are their in-laws. So it's a very big circle that you can include in. Um, unfortunately, siblings are not uh, not part of this of this structure. So it ends with parents and parents-in-law. And our fees are for the whole family, uh, regardless of, of how many people. You, there's no limit to how many people can apply. So if you have... 10 children, as long as 10 children are dependent on you, they all can apply in the same application. Okay, I'll get working on the seven more children on my, in my case. <laughs> so, uh, let, me, let me know once you have, you're ready with your soccer yeah. team. Yeah, so just, so just in case, let me just, let me just um, so I make sure that I've served it correctly. That's me and my wife, Vanessa, uh, my mom, and then my, my parents-in-law, and then my three children. They can all apply for that golden visa. Absolutely. That's one application. Correct. That's correct. And then 
does just one person at that time does does one person get it first and then the rest follow? How does how does that work? Yeah, so the main then so in terms of in principle initial approval everybody will get the approval first so they will have to travel to portugal to do the biometrics and then the final approval will come in stages so usually the main applicant gets it first and then the dependents will follow suit from there again if you're interested to secure a portuguese citizenship by investment which starts off with a golden visa um please again visit again artoncapital.com again the website artoncapital.com and if you'd like to secure a meeting with them, and the meeting is absolutely free to consult, you can contact us at info at enterph.com. Again, that's info at enterph uh, if you have any questions with regard to the program. Now, as Rocky uh, starts to finalize the questions, any other thing that you want to inform uh, your, your potential or prospective Filipino clients, what should they uh, prepare for uh, if they plan to apply uh, for this citizenship at least? Paperwork-wise, finance-wise, what should they uh, get themselves ready for? Um, as, a, as a first step, of course, uh, we have to have the initial meeting. That's the first step, right? To understand more about what they're looking for and everything. Paperwork will be something that's uh, not restrictive. We do have a standard list of paperwork, but it's something that is not restrictive. So really depends on case-by-case case basis. We might need further documentation to support the application, to make it stand out and things like that. So so we will definitely advise when the time comes for this client. Um, but as an initial stage, for the, if they would like to go through an initial KYC just to check their eligibility before they apply, then I would say to reach out to you guys in EnterPayH. I will send you the KYC document that they can fill up as well. That would be great for us to assess and do the KYC for them um, and then just prepare their passports and uh, bio data. That would be very helpful. Thanks so much, Luisa. Rocky, anything to add? Any other questions you want to make sure that we cover over here? I think it's also, uh, it's not really so much of a question for Luisa, but more of a a comment for you know people who are looking into it or have even come across the concept you know through a conversation at dinner or with friends or somebody that's actually done it uh you don't know what's out there unless you ask and we especially louisa we're we're very very open you know to have conversations with you and um to have you know uh all of your questions answered maybe not right away or all at once, but you know, it, 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 it's really, uh, you know, we actually recently had a, a, a client who, you know, the, he just wanted to, to get a passport and was set on, on a particular pro program. And eventually we, through the conversations, we found that, you know, this other program might, might actually be more appropriate. So it's, mm -hmm being open to conversations like that right so you know it doesn't have to be a part of a grand plan of you know succession planning wealth management or you know i just want to be able to travel without having to line up and get a visa for a country i mean your goals mm -hmm. can be as varied as you know the next person so uh, if you let us we'll, we'll definitely have conversations with you and try to figure out what's 
best for you and your family when it comes to getting a citizenship by investment. And thanks so much for that, Attorney Rocky Chan of EntryPH. Again, Luisa, thank you so much for your time. We are looking forward to having you back to explain the other uh, programs that you have under the Art and Capital banner. But at this point, thanks so much. So again, for more information on Portugal, uh, the Portuguese Citizenship by Investment and Art and Capital, again, one more last time, you can visit their website, artandcapital.com. And if you'd like to have a free consultation with them to get the ball rolling or to get the conversation going, again, you can reach out to info at enterph.com. Thanks so much, Luisa, uh, the head of business development out of Art and Capital in Singapore. And of course, Rocky Chan, president of EntryPH, the official representative of Art and Capital here in the Philippines. Again, my name is Arjuna Desma. We will see you guys in the next podcast. Thanks so much, Luisa, for your time. Thanks, Rocky. Bye, guys. Thanks, Rocky. Bye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.